On episode 383 of Nintendo Switchcraft, I've got a huge thank you for you guys. We've got Luigi's Hardware on the way and a discussion about the best sellers list on the eShop. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, this is Michael Stefano from Bridgewater, Massachusetts, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft, your source for all the Nintendo news that you can shake a stick at. You can get all of that news live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, and you can tune in live over on twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, except on Saturdays where I think I'm going to be streaming uh, that over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Logan K. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining us over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. You can also leave a voicemail for the show like, like, like you heard at the beginning uh, by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I may even play it on the show. Uh, before we get started with all of the news, I have a quick uh, two quick updates. Uh, number one. Uh, there may not be a live show on Wednesday. That's because I am working to secure a guest to come on and talk about Nintendo stuff with me. And uh, I'm not going to say who the guest is just in case things fall through. Uh, but tentatively, I'm going to be recording. And I haven't cleared it with them whether or not it wants to be live. They want it to be live or not. And honestly, when I'm when I've got a big guest like this, it it makes me a little nervous to have the live audience just in case I screw something up. Uh, so I may just say I, that I won't do a live show on Wednesday, but I may still stream on. Well, no, I probably won't stream on Wednesday anyway. Um, actually, I won't be streaming on Wednesday because uh, I've got a whole bunch of other stuff to do that day after I record. Uh, the show with the guest. And uh, so if you're if you're curious as to who that guest is and you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button down below, hit subscribe so that you get uh, and hit the bell so that you get notified when I post the um, the stuff for next Wednesday. I'm sorry for this Wednesday. And um, also Dragon Con, go to runjumpstomp.com slash Dragon Con. I will keep you guys abridged of my plans while I'm at Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, let's get started with with the podcast. All right. I have a huge thank you to give to all of you guys who have decided to take the time to help me out and nominate Nintendo Switchcraft for the podcast award because we were nominated. So uh, the way that it works is you put in uh, that you... Uh, the podcaster has to submit. Yes, people can submit my, or can nominate my show. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. Um, yes, people can nominate my show. And then the top 10 in each category that get uh, nominations from the audience, those are the shows that get listed in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. And uh, you can find more information about this over at podcastawards.com. But the uh, 2019 Final nominee slate has been announced, and Nintendo Switchcraft is on it, which is just amazing. That's two years in a row that we've been nominated, so thank you guys very much. 
Uh, we're underneath the game and hobbies section. Now, when you, those of you who nominated, when you signed up, uh, they said, yes, I want to be selected to to vote. So if you end up uh, being one of the people who are selected to vote, you know, make sure that you listen to all of the podcasts and then vote for Nintendo Switchcraft because, uh, you know, we want to win this year. Wouldn't that be absolutely bananas? I think it would. But I, I just want to say thank you to everybody who took the time because that's that's uh, going above and beyond. Nobody had to do that. And you guys went above and beyond and uh, nominated my show for a podcast award. And I really, really appreciate it. All right, let's talk about some new hardware that's coming, and that is some green Joy-Cons. Now, I already know that, or I know that that this is not the first time that this has been available. However, uh, all green Joy-Cons are now going to be available, and I think that they're a Best Buy exclusive. So first off, I want to say... Uh, I hate exclusives. I don't want to shop at Best Buy. I want to buy my stuff on Amazon. Not that I would spend my money on these because I already have working Joy-Cons. But if I were somebody who was in the market for Joy-Cons, I would really want these cool green ones. Uh, especially because we've got that Luigi's game, the Luigi's Mansion game coming in October or on Halloween. And, you know, green Joy-Cons are really cool. Now, the I think my son has the Splatoon set. And the Splatoon set has a green Joy-Con, uh, and then the other one is pink. However, outside of Japan, you have not been able to get the opposite Joy-Con in the correct color. I can't remember if it's the left or the right, and it really doesn't matter. Uh, so only people who've imported Joy-Cons from Japan up until now have been able to get uh, two Joy-Cons that are green. Uh, and now over on Best Buy, you are going to be able to order these Nintendo Joy-Con left, right, wireless, uh, controllers for Nintendo switch dash green. And of course they're 80 bucks, just like they always are. And I'm pretty sure that this is an exclusive, although I don't see it anywhere on here that says that it's an exclusive, but I haven't seen it anywhere else. So, um, there you go. Uh, green Joy-Cons. I know that there's people out there who... Uh, are are collecting every single color and that's that's just bananas uh, and I just closed my show notes so I'm going to open them back up give me just a second uh, but that's just crazy I wouldn't do that but uh, now you know you've got one more set of colors to buy so I'm curious as to you know what I'm really curious about what uh, color combinations do you have and what co- color combinations do you really, really want for the Nintendo Switch? If you're listening to this on the podcast, get a hold of me at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. You can get a hold of me through email, uh, RunJumpStomp at gmail.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, let me know in the comments down below. And if you are watching uh, live, uh, let me know in the live chat what color Joy-Cons you want. Uh, Vaxer says that they are sporting the blue and red Joy-Cons and they want green and red. So Vaxer, I'm curious, are you going to buy this, um, this green set? Although I don't know if it's available in your country, but are you going to buy the green set so that you have the green and red? And he says, no. Fisto in chat says that they are rocking the green and gray right now. That is a really odd color combination. And they are waiting for the purple to match with the green. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, Johnny Link says that he would really like uh, clear ones 
uh, because he used to have a clear Game Boy. And I know that there are some people out there uh, who can who modify their Joy-Cons and they get like a clear shell. And actually, um, the guy, and I'm not going to shout his name out right now because I don't know if he's got his stuff set up or not, but the, the, the guy that fixed my... Uh, Joy-Cons, he said that he is, he well, he was setting up a Joy-Con repair service, but then Nintendo said, we're just going to do it for free. And so he, you know, that kind of put the kibosh on him. But I was talking to him and he said he's considering uh, doing a service where he will, you know, you send him your Joy-Cons and he will, uh, for whatever fee he they that you guys agree on or whatever, he will figure out, uh, he will put custom shells on there for you or maybe do D-pad modifications and things like that. So uh, if you're listening, and I know that you are, uh, let me know if you want me to let people know about that yet or if you're still in the planning phases of that. Uh, Kimbalina66 said that they ordered the purple and orange. I really like purple and would prefer two purple, two purple, but oh well. Uh, so anyway... Those are all awesome. I've got I've got the yellows uh, right here behind me. If you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, you can't quite see it, but uh, because my mic stands in the way. But I have the yellow arms ones that uh, that are super super bright. And when I first got them out of the package, I was like, oh, these are hideous. But they were cheapest, and I've kind of grown attached to them. I, I like the yellow ones a lot. <clears throat> all right, I was. Uh, looking through Reddit, and I saw a discussion point this morning that I thought, you know what, it would actually be a good discussion point. And this person was kind of complaining about the eShop a little bit, and and basically their complaint is this. Uh, Their complaint was they don't like that certain games will game the system, so to speak, uh, and find their way onto the bestseller list when... They're not really that good of a game. And if you're curious as to what I'm talking about, I will explain after we hear from our sponsors. So stick around and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Super Mario. One, two, and three. There's power in numbers. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. Each game sold separately. That was really just an excuse to get a drink. All right, we're back. And uh, sure enough, this discussion topic is basically... Uh, what this person was noticing is that lots of uh, publishers are doing what this person seems to think is underhanded by lowering the price of their game to a very, very low floor, like 99 cents, or actually somebody complained about a game that was nine cents, which is pretty crazy. Uh, And then people use their uh, Nintendo... Uh, eShop coins to buy these games because they're so cheap, right? And then they they keep their price that low until that uh, they get onto the bestseller list and then they put the price back to normal. And uh, they kind of just started this uh, Reddit discussion and this was user squid50s on Reddit. And I thought that would make a good discussion for the podcast 
uh, about whether or not this is okay. So uh, let me let me read exactly what they said. Uh, As the Switch started to get more and more games, I noticed that the best sellers on the eShop often had games that were super cheap. We're talking in the cents range, such as 19 cents. At first, I didn't really know what to think of this. After a bit of research, I started started noticing crappy games would go on sale for practically nothing just to sell a ton of copies and show up on the bestsellers. Sometimes the games would make it to the bestsellers and then change the price back to regular price. This is ridiculous. At the time of writing, there are currently two or three games on the bestseller list on sale for under $2. Well, is it two or three? You, you, you know, you seem to be looking at it right now. Uh, there are 30 games on the bestseller list. A Nintendo should put a limit on how cheap games in the bestseller list can be. For example, it would be $2. That would make it much harder for the not-so-great games to easily show up. The bestsellers should be for great games that are selling a lot of copies. Not bad games people spend their My Nintendo points on. Okay, so first off, I have to say that overall I disagree with what this person is saying. However, they do make some good points. There are developers that are gaming the system in order to get their game noticed by people by being on the bestseller list. And when, when, you, when you think of it that way, it does feel a little cheap. However, their solution to blanketly say any game that is under $2 shouldn't be on the bestseller list, I think that's a big mistake because there are some fantastic games out out there that I have gotten really, really cheap. Uh, One of them is... Let me grab my Switch real quick because I always forget the name of this one. Uh, One of them is uh, Astro Bear's Party, which is absolutely fantastic. And if, if you have not played Astro Bear's Party, you are missing out big time. It is an awesome party game, which you uh, can play, I think it's up to four players locally, and um, it's just really, really great. Uh, Basically, it's like three-dimensional snake. Oh, actually, since I'm talking about Astro Bear's Party, I think I should actually switch over to another topic real quick. Um, Astro Bear's Party uh, came out on the Nintendo Switch a, a long time ago. And they ended up sending me a review copy. I really had fun with it. And uh, I, you know, I talked about it a bunch. Uh, but then, I don't know, a month or two ago, or maybe maybe three months ago, um, they released a second version. And the reason that they did this is because now they're self-publishing it and it's no longer published by whoever was publishing it before. So they re-released the game. Instead of calling it Astro Bears Party, they just call it Astro Bears. And they re-released the game and they updated some stuff. And they said anybody who owns Astro Bear's Party uh, can uh, get it for free. However, the time is running out on being able to get that game for free. Uh, If you don't act soon and you own Astro Bear's Party, then getting Astro Bear's is going to be more expensive soon. Now, when I say more expensive, what does that mean? Well... The game sells when it's not on sale uh, for $7. I would say this game is worth $7 if you've got a bunch of people to play with. It's incredibly fun, and I absolutely love it. It's it's just really, really hilarious. Uh, my son and I really like to play it. Basically, you are these astronaut bears who run around a sphere, 
And as you run around the sphere, you leave behind a trail behind you. And you can't run into your trail and you can't run into anybody else's trail. And you can also jump uh, over these trails that are left behind. And it's very, very fast paced and hilarious. You have the ability to jump and to dash. And your job is just to survive as long as you can and maybe cut other people off in order to uh, get them to lose. And it's got this really fast gameplay loop where over and over you're back into it and back into it. And, and you're just you're, you're playing really, really quickly. And there's a bunch of uh, different options that you can do. Uh, I highly recommend it. And uh, if you've got the original, you can get the other the the new one for free now. Uh, but pretty soon that that uh, deal will go away. So I just wanted to let people know about that. All right. So why am I? talking about Astro Bear's Party because quite frankly, I see that game for sale on the eShop quite often for 99 cents. And I do think that that game belongs on a list somewhere of awesome games for the Switch. Now, this guy doesn't want it on the best sellers list because it's cheap. I feel like this person, I feel like the way that they're looking at the game or at gaming is saying in order for a game to be considered a good game, and and I'm putting words into their mouth, this might not be how they feel, but it it seems like in order for them to consider a game to be a good game, it's got to be like a full-priced game and, uh, you know, like a triple-A thing. And I disagree with that. Most of my favorite games on the Nintendo Switch, actually, most of my favorite games in general are games that are really, really low cost indie games. And I have had a blast with, so I disagree with, with it, that it shouldn't be on the bestsellers list. And guys, the bestseller list is called that for a reason. It is the best selling games on the Nintendo switch. Now, uh, another example of a game that I never would have played if it hadn't been super cheap. And that's what I was looking up before is Timberman. Uh, if you don't know what Timberman is, I think I got this for like 13 cents at some point. I used my uh, gold coins to buy it. Uh, but Timberman, you are a lumberjack and you have to chop down trees as fast as you can. And basically you, you've got two buttons, one button to uh, chop the left and one button to chop the right. And your job is to chop down the trees as fast as you can. It's a really fun, uh, stupid party game. It actually has some online play too. And I got it for like less than a quarter. It was a super great steal. And I don't think I ever would have tried Timberman versus on the Nintendo Switch if it weren't for sale on that thing. So does that deserve to be on the bestsellers list? Well, if it's one of the top 20 games or 30 games, I'm sorry, if it's one of the top 30 games, then absolutely it should be on the bestseller list because it's a bestseller. Now, what is and I'm I'm kind of I kind of put words in this person's mouth before, but you know, let's play devil's advocate. Let's say that the that I'm the other person it, that who posted this on Reddit, you know, let's say that that what I said before is not correct. So maybe they would say something like, "No, no, hold on, Bill." Uh, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that uh, only the best games are triple um, uh, A games and things like that. I just want the best sellers list to not be gamed by these publishers, and they're not wrong. That some publishers are gaming the system, 
and they're gaming the system so that their their game shows up uh, where others other people's may not. And that is something that you want to be con- uh, cognizant of. So how could Nintendo combat this? Uh, rather than having this line in the sand drawn that um, Squid50S uh, mentions, I think that the best thing that they could do instead of that is say, if a game is on sale when it hits the... Um, when it hits the, whatever threshold it, it, it has to hit in order to go on the bestseller list, then that needs to be indicated on like the store someplace easily so that you can see, oh, this was on sale or, or maybe maybe have uh, the, pr- the current price and then have what the price was while it was on sale so that the developers, or I'm sorry, so that the publishers are less likely to say, we're going to put it on sale, and then as soon as it hits the bestseller list, take it off sale. I think that that's not cool. Something else that they could do uh, to combat this is for Nintendo to say, okay, you guys want to put your game on sale, that's fine, uh, but you have to decide how long it's going to be on sale ahead of time, and then it's going to stay on sale. Whether you hit the, the bestseller list or not, it's going to stay on sale for that amount of time. And I think... One of those two solutions, or maybe both of those solutions, might actually alleviate the problem that uh, this Reddit user is pointing out. And, I, you know, that that's my solution. Uh, is it the perfect solution? Probably not. Are there are there scenarios that I'm not thinking of that, that uh, could be relevant? Absolutely. And if you can let me know about whatever ideas you think uh, please let me know either on YouTube in the comment section down below or email me or get a hold of me on Twitter. And actually, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put a, uh, a little thing right up here in the top corner of my YouTube, um, uh, YouTube video that asks a question about whether or not you guys think that cheap games should be on the bestseller list or not. So, uh, let me know what you guys think by, by clicking on that and answering the poll. All right. Uh, we got that out of the way, and we are coming up on the last bits of the show. So before we get out of here, let's hear from one more sponsor, and then we will uh, finish up the rest of the show. Stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okie All right, we are back. And uh, the next story I'm so, so excited for. Uh, that is Alien Isolation on Nintendo Switch is getting an ESRB rating. Now, what does this mean? Well, it means that it is imminent. The game is about to come to the Nintendo Switch anytime now. And, you know, somebody might ask, Bill, are you going to get Alien Isolation on the Nintendo Switch? And the answer for me is no. I'm not going to. I already own the game in two locations. I've got it on PC. I got it on PC when it was on a ridiculous sale. And I tried it out and I beat it. And you listen, guys, you know that this game must be fantastic if I finished it. Because I never finish games. 
So this is a, an, a, an amazing game. It is one of my favorite games of all time. And now it's going to come to the Switch. And I also own it on the PS4. That's how much I love the game that it went on sale on the PS4 and I bought it again uh, just so that I could play it, uh, play some more. It's a fantastic game. Now, if you've not played it before, let me explain exactly what Alien Isolation is like. It is a survival horror game. By the way, by the way, uh, rated M uh, 17 plus because of blood, strong uh, language and violence. And it should be. It is a very gr uh, gross game. Not as bad as uh, Resident Evil. Like, I was playing Resident Evil 2 on my PS4 the other day. Oh my god, that game is disgusting. Uh, but but uh, Alien Isolation is also gross, but nothing as bad as Resident Evil 2. But, let's talk about Alien Isolation. Why do I love this game so much? Uh, so... The, re the reason I love this game so much is because of the absolute terror that they have somehow made you feel when you play this game. Uh, the alien will hunt you. And we're talking about the alien from the movies, from the 70s uh, horror movie in space with uh, what's her name, whose name I can't remember now, who played Ripley. Uh, oh, my God. What is her name? Sigourney Weaver. I remembered. Uh, so Sigourney Weaver playing Ripley, the alien, and now you are playing as her daughter or something like that. Maybe her granddaughter. I can't remember. You're, you're playing. I think you're her daughter and you are off searching for her. And somebody found the uh, like her recording from the Nostromo, the ship that she was on. And so you're like, I'm going to go find out. And in the game, the alien is now hunting you on this uh, station. And it is so scary. Uh, you, you, as you play through the game, um, the thing that the alien will start to learn how you play. So if you like to hide in lockers a lot, it will start opening lockers. If you like to hide under uh, tables and stuff, it will start looking under tables. And um, it is, it is very, very scary. Like I remember there was a, there's a, there's a couple of moments where I was hiding in a locker and the alien came into the room and you have to like hold a button or something and your character holds their breath and the aliens like standing right in front of the locker, kind of sniffing at it. And this is not a scripted event. This is something that happens because I happen to go in the locker at that point. Um, the alien comes up and is sniffing at the locker and my character's holding my breath and the, the edges of the game keep getting darker and darker and redder. And I was like, oh, my God, she's not going to be able to hold her breath much longer. She's going to breathe and this thing's going to kill her. They nailed the environment of just how scary it is. Uh, the noises that you hear as the alien is clamoring around in either the, the areas above you or below you or nearby areas uh, is really fantastic. And... Uh, when you see it, like the the music in the game is is really fantastic too. I don't want to spoil anything about it. It's an amazing game. Should you get it on the Switch? Only if you have no place else to play it. Why? Because it's a, it's an amazing game and it is a beautiful game. It's really really pretty. And I mean, while the Switch is awesome, it's not going to look as good on the Switch as it does on the PS4 or on the PC or on the Xbox. It's going to look way better on those other platforms. And if you have access to those other platforms, then play it on those other platforms. But if the Switch is your only console, and from a, a lot of my audience, that's true. But if the Switch is your only console, then absolutely pick it up and play this thing. 
Uh, it is super scary. I don't like the idea of playing a game like this portably. Like having this small screen, it just doesn't really help for the immersion. I like to have it on a big screen, lights off, headphones on, audio cranked up, and uh, hearing the thump of the alien uh, thump around as they're hunting for me. Uh, and I, there's nothing I can do to stop it. Fantastic game. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it. And it just got its ESRB rating. So that means release is imminent. Uh, this is a very interesting tweet from Nintendo of America. It looks to me like they are uh, quoting Mr. Toru, who is a um, uh, one of the people working on Astral Chain, uh, which is by Platinum Games. And they said, in Astral Chain, the player summons and fights alongside a Legion. I really love Pokemon, so maybe the idea of calling on another character to fight alongside was greatly influenced by my childhood gaming experiences of growing up alongside my Pokemon. Now, I, I wouldn't normally say anything like th- or, or point at anything like this, but this made me want to play Astral Chain so much more. I You know, I... I, I never played Pokemon games growing up. I didn't play uh, Pokemon games. Until, like, the first Pokemon game I played was Pokemon X, and uh, I really enjoyed that one, and I've enjoyed the Pokemon games that I've played since then. Um, but I love the idea that somehow Astral Chain was kind of inspired by Pokemon, and that makes me want to play it more because just looking at the gameplay, I know a lot of people look at the gameplay for Astral Chain, and they say oh man, that looks so awesome. And I look at it, I'm like, all right, that looks kind of cool. I'm like, I'm not super stoked about that game. But the idea that that this whole fighting alongside the other, like it, that, that, that was inspired by Pokemon, that kind of gets my attention a little bit. That makes me more interested. All right, let's uh, hit this feedback. I got a YouTube comment. By the way, uh, it, you can leave a comment for me through Twitter, uh, email, or you can do YouTube comments down below. Uh, YouTube comment from Joe Man. They said it would re- be really. Oh, okay. I was uh, talking about about my uh, SN30 Pro Plus controller. Which, if you haven't checked out my review, make sure that you check out my review. Uh, which there's actually two review videos, which I will link up here someplace on the YouTube video, or you can just go to YouTube.com/runjumpstomp and you can see. Uh, those videos of my review of the SN30 Plus. Uh, but uh, Joe Man was responding to that, and they said, it would have been really nice to get rid of the whistle button in Breath of the Wild, or maybe map it as a press and hold for a second before it registers. It wasn't even a useful feature to whistle. You could teleport in that game over long distances. There are tons of areas that horses can't go, and the horse's hearing range was stupidly short. I accidentally pressed that button a hundred times more than intentionally, and it got me killed or ruined my stealth a dozen times. I'll never understand how the whistle input got past quality control. And I have to say, I agree. I almost never used a horse in Breath of the Wild. I got so excited when I was able to get the first one, and I decided, uh, but but as I played, I was like, nope, it's just too much of a hassle. You call the horse, you got to wait for it to run up, you climb up on it, then you can only ride it for a little bit before something shiny distracts you. So... I agree 100% with Joe Man. Uh, that is one feature that you could use. You could remap this button, the one of the buttons on the uh, SN30 Pro Plus, which, by the way, I've been using some more. I love this controller. 
Uh, it might be my favorite Switch controller. I like it better than the Switch Pro controller. Um, but anyway, uh, you can then remap this, and um, then you wouldn't have to worry about hitting that whistle button. Uh, anyway, one more piece of information before we get out of here, and that is uh, very, very cool. Um, uh, Nate Bramble uh, is a fantastic artist and cartoonist, and they sent in some awesome pictures that they drew of me. Uh, so we've got me as Shovel Knight, me as Hollow Knight, me as Mario, and me as me. And I love these pictures, and I just wanted to let people know, or, or let let everybody know about Nate's art, because his stuff is really cool. And um, make sure that you check out his stuff. I think it's NateBramble.com, and he's at NateBramble on Twitter. Uh, so if you like his art, make sure that you let him know that you heard about it here on Switchcraft. I just... The, the, the drawings that he did for me blew my mind. I absolutely love them. I think my favorite one has it might be the Shovel Knight one. It's just so absolutely hilarious. And I love the expression uh, on my face in the Hollow Knight one. I look terrified uh, just a little bit. All right. Uh, listen, if you want to become a part of the community, join our Discord server. There's hundreds of people over there, and they're awesome people. Uh, you can uh, do that by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. If you're looking for ways to support the show, stop by runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And for more content like this, go to runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is Cornaria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. Thank you very much for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.